0: So, the luckiest, the luckiest man, man. man on the face, on the
1: face of the earth. There's a lot of time, I can the believe The Giants won the play. The Giants won the play. Eric Jeter ends his final game with a one-loss single. Here's the drive to last. That one is long gone. Oh, tiny tree, oh, tiny tree. The Dodgers paid up royally oh tiny tree oh tiny tree the dodgers paid up royally Otani's yearly salary is more than eight MLB teams. Otani tree, Otani tree, the Dodgers paid up royally. And soda went to the Yankees. And just our luck, it was right after our show. Otani tree, Otani tree, the Dodgers paid up
0: royally welcome to the long gone podcast It's me michael and with me as always S-Man. what up steve ford how's it going man pretty good pretty good hey pretty good. so you yeah you went all out on the uh, otani tree like that you like that yeah, yeah that's know. pretty good yeah, it's know, pretty good
1: just just warming up here we're we're about balls deep into the holiday season so uh, yeah These these songs are just going to keep getting better, but that might be my culmination right there with Otani Tree.
0: Yeah, I think that was your crescendo. You went like all all in. (laughs) So did the Dodges. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no better time. I mean, it happened literally after our show. I think it was like that weekend.
1: It was. Yeah. So right after you got done editing, you're like, just our luck. The Soto trade finally went through. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah know, it's like how it always happens with our with our shows you finish editing you submit it to uh, get published and then the uh the trade happens yeah and then later on yeah it was uh saturday it was uh, a i was at a, a holiday party and then i got a text from you and so then I, of course i had to go look at it 700 million dollars huh?
0: wow yeah well um we knew it was going to be big. I thought it was going to be around the four fifty to five hundred.
1: Yeah, I did too. I thought it would be you know similar to Trout money or something, but uh, Otani was like, "Hold my, hold my beer on that one." Yeah, know. I'll eclipse that. A lot of deferment on it too, so the Dodgers can stay competitive.
0: Yeah, I mean, you it's know. I I don't understand why he only did two million. So basically, he's going to be paid like Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> so where he's just paid for the for for the life of. Yeah. Him, I guess, but right, right. I mean it's cool. I mean, good for the Dodgers. I mean, I guess this just states that there I mean there's no salary cap in baseball anyways, but it just sounds like you know, the luxury tax and the what other what other just to structure a contract, you can make any contract work anytime, anywhere. Yeah. So basically, yeah, that was just uh two million a year he'll be paid, and then at the end of his contract, which is in like twenty forty-three. <laughs> they're basically or yeah f- for something like that i'm not sure let's see 10 years from now is what 2034? 2034 20 so
1: yep 2034 would be uh would be the end of the deal yeah
0: yeah he's gonna be paid the i don't know what what is that the 680 that's gonna be left on his deal nice. and then okay. uh, looking here i mean just to kind of look at it the contract was structured in such a way that 68 million per season was deferred until um until after the conclusion of the deal to pay to be paid out from 2034 to 2043. So at the end of his career, he's That's when
1: he's going to make the big box. Yeah. And he's not so, doing
0: anything. <laughs> yeah. So in nine years after, you know, while he's retired mm-hmm. within that nine, 10 years after he's retired, yep. he's basically going to be paid the rest of the money, which is 680 million, which is fucking, I can't even fathom that. Like, either. um, I, right oh, away, man. there was this big. I mean, every, yeah. I, I I went right on Twitter, and yep. I wanted to see what people were saying about it. And most people are extremely surprised. They never thought he would get that much. They yep. always knew around the four hundred and fifty to five hundred range. Would be doable, but Mm -hmm. to get $700 for just 10 years? I mean, this isn't like a Max Scherzer deal where it's 13 years or 14 years. We're talking 10 years, years. $700 million. And I guess the Giants had the same deal. I saw that, yeah. That they offered him. It was
1: was up to Otani where he wanted to go then. Yeah. So,
0: which I can totally see just because. If you want to win, the percentages of him winning are way up now because because yeah, if you went yeah,
1: to the Giants, it'd be just another Angels team. It feels like They're right. still pieces away, but with the Dodgers, right. they're they're right there, ready to, uh, to to go at it again.
0: Yeah, I mean they're in the World Series almost every year, mm-hmm. uh, or or damn near year every year, almost every other year. I mean they're they're just there. They're in the yeah, big exactly. show
1: playoffs, and, which he hasn't sniffed yet. So you know, he yeah, he's going to get that opportunity. So.
0: I, I want to see the longevity of this team. Do I like the way teams are built like this? No, I don't love it. I think it's a little too much, especially when you have arguably three of the best players in baseball. I mean, Ooh, Freddie, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani. Cool. And then, obviously, you have Clayton Kershaw, who is kind of a shell of what he once was. But, I mean, you have four Hall of Famers on a team, which is right. insane to even That's think about. Crazy, man. That's yeah. crazy.
1: Then you throw in. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Otani's not going to pitch this year, but he'll be an added piece to the staff in you know 2025. But they still have some work to do on the pitching side, right? But, which is probably why he structured the deal this way, so that they can be competitive and maybe make a run at Yamamoto and try and uh, you know, yeah, get it, him into the mix.
0: And that's another part I just don't understand because it's oh, not only do we got the best free agent <laughs> in all of baseball, yeah. but we're gonna get maybe the best pitcher, free yeah. agent pitcher in all of baseball, and the rich get richer. And mm-hmm. so I went on Twitter. And there's people who love it and people who hate it. And there's a lot of people that are bitching and they're saying, well, small market teams don't have a chance. And, you know, I, I jumped right at those, some of them. And I was saying, and I don't really jump in conversations unless, you know, I want to, there's a lot of people talking about a certain topic and they were basically kind of saying my old argument that small market teams don't have a chance and that's not fair. And, and everything else, but, but it kind of goes back to what my total tune changed what since like, the beginning of this this season where mm-hmm. it's just it's not small markets it's cheap owners
1: it's cheap owners though.
0: and you know. and people yeah. go well Otani 700 million is the is the um the net worth or the worth of the owner of the Colorado Rockies, Rockies. Yeah. I said well that that's uh, that okay and th- they said that it would just how can anybody compete with that I said well then maybe baseball, needs to kick people out who are cheap and only say, Hey, if you're not a billionaire, you can't be an owner in major league baseball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm right there there with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, my daughter and I, we, uh, we, we do, you know, made up tales and stories and stuff and, and, and families with their stuffed animals. And, and Mm -hmm. she likes to, she likes to pretend that we're rich. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and so we'll we'll have we'll have the stuffies, and uh, and she'll be like, "I'm I'm sorry, you have to have at least one billion dollars to be part of the family here." Yeah, maybe we, you... we we need to move that into Major League Baseball,
0: right? You know, yeah, I'm sorry,
1: there's a cap on uh, on where you uh, you have to a minimum for you to uh, be able to join this club.
0: Yeah, and also as Jim is saying, is she not loving that podcast when you got come rolling in? Oh, ne- apparently not. Oh. <laughs> I guess. What I more guess does so. she want from you? I know, right?
1: Right? <laughs> right? Got money coming in left and right here, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I do feel bad for some of these teams, but in a way, I don't. You know, I feel bad that it's basically David versus Goliath for a lot of teams. I mean, got right. two players, uh, Mookie Betts and, and Shohei Otani are a billion dollars. So oh, yeah. it's like. I, it's we talk, just never we
1: talked about the billion dollar infield with the uh, the Padres. Now there's a billion dollars between two players now just on the Dodgers.
0: Yeah. I mean, this totally puts things into perspective. And man, the Dodgers can do that. I mean, they have more than one owner, they all have very rich and well to do people that are part of that organization.
1: Exactly. Lucrative television contract, you know, yeah, contracts. And yeah,
0: I mean, I do think baseball should even the playing field somehow, some way. I, yeah, I wish there was a salary cap. I, I, I wish there was ways that everybody was on an even playing ground, but there's mm-hmm. not, there's just baseball just doesn't do it that way. And why? Yeah. Because baseball has is a very rich sport. I mean, a very, yeah. it's making money for people. say that baseball isn't as popular as it once was. I don't think I agree with that because yeah, this contract cons- says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. The contract says otherwise. And every fucking year people are just getting ridiculous amounts of money in major league mm-hmm. baseball. And that's, you don't get that from being, a, a sport that nobody watches. I mean, exactly. maybe they're not doing, maybe they're not watching it on TV, but they're coming to the ballparks, and yep. people like baseball, and that's great to hear, and that's great to see. But uh, until baseball fixes it to even the playing ground, I mean, right now, going if people hate this deal, if people, if our listeners, if there's any listeners out there that don't like what's happening, blame your owner. Yep. You know, if your owner doesn't want to win, then I'm sorry. Then what are they doing in baseball? Exactly. It, you know, yep, I don't exactly. care if your net worth is 500 million. I, I just you it, winners find a way to win, you know, yep. and if you just want to coast and be like Robert Nutting and some of those That's guys cool. and and Mr. Angelos there and with the Orioles then yep. you're just going to be a losing team. So exactly. I just unless you I, draft well.
1: And then you'll have a small you know, window of, yeah. of time until it comes time to pay them. And then you have to reset right. and start again. You won't have sustained winning.
0: Right. You know, and that and it sucks. Do I like baseballs like that? Absolutely not, Steve. I fucking hate it. It's like that. But I certainly don't blame the teams uh, or I don't blame people like the Yankees or the Dodgers or some of these teams that can pay that that amount to players i don't blame them i to me i look at that they want to win and good for them you know i I wish other teams would follow in that and it's and said you know one being the tigers you and i have talked about Mm -hmm. the tigers before and they went on the spending spree but that was during a time when the owner when he was alive really liked to spend he wanted to win championship yeah Yeah. and he'd do anything to get it and and it's just the way baseball is i got done watching the ken burns baseball documentary for the millionth time (laughs) And it just shows the jump that, you know, in the Marvin Miller age, when he fought for players rights and mm-hmm. led by the a courageous Kurt, Kurt Flood, who basically ruined his career just yeah. to show that baseball players were being treated unfairly in terms right. of the lifetime contracts they were signing um, yeah. and made to sign, you know, people like Marvin Miller came in and changed the game forever. And I think that was very important. I, I, I not only do I think that was very important for the game of baseball, but it it made everything very enjoyable. Right. It it made everything very enjoyable. Yeah. So, I completely agree. You know, so from from moving, you know, so from that, I just think that baseball just kept on taking off and kept on moving forward. And that's where we're at today, where we are paying almost a billion dollars for a player. And, (laughs) you know, I mean, those are the teams that are going to win. And, I mean, we saw it with the Texas Rangers. They kind of bought their way to a World Series championship.
1: You know, they did
0: this new time in baseball. And I don't yep. love people have to buy a world series sometimes, but sometimes we just, we get a difference. Sometimes uh, a team will go in there like the Orioles uh, or the what Toronto blue is. Jays. Yeah. Who, yep. Who've done it the right way. So there's still good times of baseball. Um, I certainly am not going to blame the teams like the Dodgers and Yankees for wanting to yep. win. So, so it's good. I mean, what do you think? I mean, you think, um, I mean, does this put the Dodgers in your mind? Like, the best team in baseball right now? Yes, I I think... On paper, yeah.
1: Well, on on paper, they are, but, you know, you got to go out and play the games. You know, it's going to take, like, you talked about a certain amount of chemistry, getting used to playing uh, together... It's going to yeah. take some time. Also, the target on Dave Roberts' back has got to be bigger than it ever has been. You know, with his yeah. uh, exits that he's had from the playoffs, there, there, there's no avoiding it now. It's it's World Series, you know, or bust, which is usually the Dodgers' mantra. But now that you have Otani on your team to go with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, it's yeah. World Series or you you failed this season. You know? Yeah,
0: that's so. more clear than any. Yeah, i so in baseball. History show now.
1: what kind of manager Dave Roberts is, if you can. Uh, uh, maneuver it to to get another championship because you know, yeah. he's only gotten in all of his years here at the Dodgers that one championship, and that's a COVID championship. So, yeah. uh, you know, and it's you know, we maybe put an asterisk uh, next to it, but uh, 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 he's had some monumental plops though. So,
0: he, he really has. So, like you said, there's gonna be a target on his back if, especially now. That yeah. he he basically has a team that needs to win, yeah. and, and and are the Dodgers complete? No, I mean they still no, need they pitching, still they pitching. still need they People still need things control. like that. And like you said, they're going for Yamamoto, which is interesting, and for Otani to defer a lot of his salary means it's not really all about money. I mean, it is about right. money, but at the same time, it's not about money now. Yep. So that says a lot about about that he wants a championship more than anything, which is exactly. really cool. So. We'll see what the Dodgers do. Push it moving forward, of course. And then on the opposite side of in the in the AL and in, in the East, we had Soto becoming a Yankee. Now that happened kind of right during the end of our show yeah, when that was so coming across. It, it was
1: yeah. So it was funny because it was in the works and close in the morning before we did our show, but it yeah. hadn't been like finalized finalized yet. So we didn't yeah. want to announce it on the show uh as a done done deal or anything so we wrapped up our show and and then it got officially announced
0: (laughs) Uh, it's pretty wild i mean so we kind of talked about the Soto trade last week about this is what would happen but it wasn't totally finalized and uh, we, we said the biggest piece in that would have been Michael King on the Padres or of the Padres getting Michael King from the Yankees, yep. which is basically a right-handed pitcher. I've seen him make spot, spot starts, but also he's good in the pen. Uh, but they, basically it was a salary dump. I see it more of a salary dump for the Padres who right. kind of wanted to get serious with their team yep. because obviously they didn't win with their almost billion-dollar team last year. So it's the the odd man out, unfortunately, was Soto. Yep. So it's going to be led now by Machado and Tatis, yep. which will be great. But Soto now goes with the Yankees, which that's going to be a, a Soto, Judge, Stanton, Stanton team. There. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, again, Yan- Yankees got better. Um, but again, with the Yankees, they looked good last year, too. Yeah. Uh, on, on paper, they looked like a really good team that just couldn't put it together. And they yeah. also had a manager that made some boneheaded moves. <laughs> So now, Aaron Boone, you have another superstar on your team. Let's see if you can uh, get over that, get over that hump, and get back to the World Series for the first time in fifteen years. So,
0: I mean, the Yankees are serious. I mean, they're another one team that are in the Yamamoto sweepstakes. They really want pitching bad. I don't blame them. They cut ties with Severino. I mean, all they have
1: is Garrett Cole right now, really top their staff, and then a bunch of you know, not Garrett Coles. uh,
0: Right? No, that that's exactly (laughs) it. I mean. They have Cortez still, Nestor yep, Cortez, yep, and Cortez. they and they have
1: uh, what? what's his face? Uh, uh, who was the big pre agent signing that they got?
0: Oh, um, remember that,
1: that? That didn't really play much because he kept getting injured.
0: Yeah, Carlos Rodon. Uh, Carlos
1: Rodon, that area. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So they, they yeah. still have him.
0: Yeah. If he's so, <laughs> right. If he's healthy. And that was a guy that, I mean, he shows you, just, we kind of forgot about him because yeah, basically exactly. <laughs> not, in, not in it at all. Big ties to Severino. He goes to the Mets, I believe. And, yeah. and they're kind of just kind of cutting out the shit, right? They're going to try, try Clark Schmidt in that rotation as well. And now hopefully they get Yamamoto. That's what they're kind of looking at right now. Or, or Ig- Igmana is another guy they're looking at. I mean, there's still good guys. They have Blake Snell. As well, the that they mix, could potentially yeah. go after. I don't know if Blake Snow wants to go to another team like like that. I think he would probably best he, be suited for a smaller has, team.
1: A sunny gray move. Yeah, I think he mm-hmm. does better with the spotlight not completely on him.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 And so we'll, we'll see. But the Yankees got better. I mean, they got Verdugo now on the team. Yep. Right, right so... That kind of their outfield depth is looking really good. And you kind of got to give it to the give up to the Yankees. I mean, they're just trying to figure out what they got to do. But if they can't win with Soto and Stanton and Judge, then and Cole, I mean, God, at that point, you got to say Boone needs to go.
1: Boone needs to go. Cashman needs to go. Right. It's it's, then definitely just time to retool the the front office and, and the manager.
0: Yeah, you kind of got to retool everything at that point and think, yeah. where did we go wrong? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so the Soto, so we have two big stars that kind of moved. And then uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, I think the bigger, biggest pitcher, yeah. aside from Aaron Nola getting signed early on, re-signing with right. the Phillies. I think Eduardo Rodriguez was one of the bigger names that he yeah. signed with the D backs. The D bag signs with the D backs. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, so yeah,
1: look at that. Go, went to the West Coast when magically the Tigers wanted to send you to the Dodgers. And, yeah. and your your family didn't want to go to the West Coast yeah. you know, or out West. Uh, now you go to a team out West. A fucking douche.
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> just. Guys like that, you'll, you'll never quite know what their problem is. I mean, it's about money, which is good for him. You got his bag. Yep, That's what he wanted. But for him to that's just the lies that he gave on his way out really. We're just, it's, it's almost like, dude, come on. Really? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I, well, I mean, it's going to be interesting because you kind of go to a place where you're not the main guy. I mean, you have Zach Allen and right. Merrill Kelly. And then you got a water Rodriguez now. Awesome. Right. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Fucking rotation. But I've said this in the past. I don't think he's going to be worth much. Mm -hmm. So, I, I don't think he's going to have this breakout fucking career that's nope. going to come out. So,
1: Nope, I don't think so either. I mean, he had flashes yeah. up at the Tigers, but then he reverted to pretty much how he was with Boston. You right. Know, just right. A, a, a nice middle to bottom of the rotation guy. Right. That has trouble staying on the field. <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> so. No, I, I totally agree. I, I totally agree. And I think that's just kind of what we have right now. So,
1: yep, yep. So. Enjoy Arizona. I hope you get hit by a cactus. Yeah.
0: yeah, (laughs) Tell us how you really feel now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so he's moving on as well. And that's kind of all we have for free agency right now. I mean, we're still waiting for the big deals to take place. I mean, we're in our free agent tracker so far. Uh, I mean, Jung-Hoo Lee just signed today with the Giants. So. Right. I mean, a, a Korean star, uh, he was... we. You and I both had him going to the Tigers. Yep. Uh, that was way too early, I guess, to hmm. even predict. And it ends up... They ended up he ends up signing with the Giants. And so we had Eduardo wrong, but you have Shohei Otani correct. So you're the one so far that uh, has... Yeah. The first uh, I, correct I, name in that Yeah,
1: game. and I think the Otani counts for at least like ten or twelve points. Like, I mean, it like, should, that, right? That was like the big win, so I think obviously I'm up to like a twelve nothing lead,
0: right? Now. I mean, it probably should, right? Just because, <laughs> holy
1: shit! I got, I got the big, the biggest free agent signing. I picked the right team, so you know.
0: Yeah, well, you did. I mean, tap, and. Tap, tap. Hey, it's a it's a good one because not a lot yep. of people knew what, what was going to come out of this, right? Well, it's I mean, funny
1: because you picked the Giants, and like you said, that the Giants offered him the same exact deal as the uh, the Dodgers, so it could have right. been a coin flip either way for us right here. So,
0: like it really could have actually, Steve. It really could have. So, yep. and but but he went to the Dodgers. You got that one right, and yeah, we're just kind of rolling on with his slow moving free agency. I mean, I don't Maybe. know how yeah. how much more we'll have signed before the end of the year. Here. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought with once Otani, the domino dropped there, I thought this week would be fat, hot and heavy, fast and loose right mm-hmm. here in free agent signings. But it hasn't really been that way. Oh, you forgot, though, that your boy Jamer Candelario, he signed with the, the Reds. So Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. But he wasn't yeah, he, on our top yeah, prospect he,
1: he, didn't, he didn't make our list because
0: it's Candelario. Right? Yeah, the <laughs> only one I would say that didn't make our prospect board that we probably should have put on was Brendan Woodruff. But mm, he was yeah. kind of a late cut by the Brewers. That's true.
1: That's true. Right.
0: But yeah. I, I thought for sure thought after Otani got after he signed, I thought Cody Bellinger would have signed right away too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're the Giants, you're thinking we gotta go for Bellinger now. Yeah. So they went for Jung Hu Lee Kobe. can't be your yeah. but I don't think that could be your only big signing.
1: I uh, know. No, it can't be. Yeah, it can't be yeah. Getting a international signing uh, cannot be your your biggest free agent signing of the offseason.
0: No, not 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 at all. Yep. I mean, not at all, you know?
1: Yeah, no, no. I'm they need to make a run at uh, Cody Bellinger. I think that'd be a, a good fit. But, uh, yeah. Also, I'd like to see that Cubs reunion with Bellinger. But
0: yeah. I do too. I think. You, well, you and I both predicted that he would go to the Cubs, and yep. I think that just makes the most sense, especially. They ended the year really well, I thought, last year. I mean, it wasn't exactly what they had hoped for, trying to make postseason and what have you, getting in there. But they made but, great strides. Yeah, and they, they kind of found a nucleus there with Swanson, Bellinger, Christopher Morrell. I mean, they had Nico Horner. I mean, we can keep cool. going on and on. I think the weaknesses, they were easy to point out, but they, at least they were moving towards something.
1: Right, and then they got a top-notch manager in Craig Council, so you think yeah, yeah. all that would be enticing enough for him to uh, to stick around, but
0: yeah time will tell right uh, yeah that's that's it steve i i think we'll we'll find out here hopefully before christmas if not obviously past the new year but mm-hmm. yeah for right now you're leading the free agent score one to nothing <laughs> one to nothing I, I don't think every year i think you won last year too and close, we only though. had like three or four yeah, i was
1: gonna say it was it was it was very uh close and we both did not have too many
0: <laughs> no no not at all so that's <laughs> kind of kind of where that uh, kind of stands currently. Yeah. Um, I added this late to the rundown okay. because I, I thought it was really interesting. Jeff Passan came out, and I know we broke a lot of Jeff Passan news on our podcast, and I, like I really Jeff do. Passan. I do. I, I really so, respect what he does. Yeah. Um, I think he's a good young analysis. Good young. He's an insider. insider. Yes, so, yes. you know, one thing I, I like about him is he gets things that not a lot of others are getting, right? So mm-hmm. he's kind of like Kind of like Buster Olney and Buster Olney's heyday. So kind of. Right. So Jeff Basson came out and said that MLB is going to feature this in spring training. Uh, during the games, they're going to have uh, a showcase for the best young players. During then, they're going to make like a spring training series called the Spring Breakout Series. Ooh. Okay. And basically, what you're going to get is two teams, and it's going to be the best pros. Now, the best prospects of every team, not some fucking thirtieth right. ranked prospect right, or somebody right. who is not it. even the top
1: 10, the top 15s is already out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd even say probably the top 10 is probably the most accurate. You're probably going to see, or lower than that top five. You're going to see the top tops of the uh, MLB's prospects from, from all 30 teams participate in a head to head match of a series. So they, they kind of flirt with this a lot. They had this during the futures game where they have the best, they pick certain prospects, That will be in the futures game in the in the All Star during All Star weekend, but this is more like a. This is March 14th through the 17th, and it's going to pit the organization's best against you know against another you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I I like it too. It's kind of cool because you have the World Baseball Classic, right? But this kind of throws in the prospects more, and it gives the prospects something to really to really kind of fight towards yeah. And, yeah, and it kind of gets their names out there a little bit yeah, more.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and it kind of gets to see, you know, those top, cause you see a lot of, you know, the team's top prospects playing in spring, in spring training games, but yeah. usually see them against the, the, the dog shit, uh, <laughs> player, you know, players from the other team. So it's be nice to see top prospects against top prospects.
0: Yeah, I think to, so too, to, to see what they can do. You know? yeah because this year coming out you have people like Jackson Holiday mm-hmm. and you have Drew Jones out there I mean there's uh, there's some really good ones Paul mm-hmm. Skeens, Dylan Cruz, James Wood. I mean we're gonna see Marcelo Mayer in this probably Pete Crow Armstrong just before he makes the pros right. again and Walter Jenkins I can go on and on all day yep. I mean this is but see only baseball fans like you and I mm-hmm. who really know the game understand who some of these prospects are right. where yeah. the casual fan doesn't right? Like my brother, Mark, my brothers, they're both baseball fans, but they're not like hardcore. They couldn't mm-hmm. even tell you, they couldn't name one prospect. So I think a game like this to kind of put it out there, what's mm-hmm. kind of like a head to head basis on, and, and it, it, in this head to head basis, you're going to see some of baseball's best in a series and they're going to They're going to promote it like it's a big event, kind of like they do with the Field of Dreams game. They're going to promote it a lot. They're going to get the names out there of some of the baseball's top prospects. And finally, I think that which not only do I think that's really smart, but it's somebody over in the in the league office who's using their fucking head.
1: Yeah, (laughs) because (laughs) we see that every so often.
0: Well, because my biggest complaint is they've never they just don't. They just don't promote their stars enough. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember when Tatis came out and it was like, Tatis, he's the next big thing. He's the next big thing. But you only heard that when he was coming, when he right. came up. But yep. you didn't hear shit when he was in the minor
1: leagues. No, you didn't. Nope. nope. You know,
0: you and I knew he was big, but we didn't. Right. But but the league wasn't, you know, promoting these names. I mean, Jackson Holiday is arguably one of the best prospects we've seen in a long time. I mean, this guy's 20 years old and he could be mm-hmm. making his debut in 2024. Yep. Same thing with Gunnar Henderson last year. I mean, there just wasn't enough hype surrounding these guys. So to sit there and have a series mm-hmm. in spring training that doesn't take away from their own individual seasons yep. and they get to go head to head and and teams get to you know, drool over them and fans get to see what these mm-hmm. players are about, it kind of gives you... Uh, kind of an inkling of who they are, maybe early on, like oh, now kids can know who Paul Skeens is before he gets to
1: right. the, pro, the pros. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I I love this. I love this idea. Um, yeah. Definitely. Definitely promotes them and uh and gets them kind of you know, kind of out out in that spotlight. So it's, yeah, it's, this is huge. I,
0: I yeah. Mean, this is, uh,
1: a great move by major league baseball.
0: I think so too. And I don't know how they're going to do it. Like, I don't know because they're all different levels of development. I was going to say, yeah. Like, how how, do you, and
1: and some top prospects, uh, you know, some teams are heavy laden with pitching prospects near the top. How are they going to pick, you know, which prospects are going to use for each team?
0: Right. You know? So so that's the, that's kind of what we're thinking, you know, that's kind of what they're thinking about and what I've thought because say you have a guy like Jackson Holliday who's ready to break into the majors and then he's going against what Max Clark, who's <laughs> yeah, still yeah. still behind oh, uh-huh. in development. He blows him the away. <laughs> right. So I, I think they're I wonder if it's gonna be guys who are almost there right, or if like, it's go- like
1: guys that are gonna debut in the next year or so. Right. Uh, right.
0: Kind of yeah. like an all-star game of the next. Yep. wands coming yep. up that makes sense because i th- would find that really weird if it was all just yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. but, be, but it could be something here
1: you know tw- yeah 23 year old flame throwing pitcher going go up against an 18 year old 19 year old kid just uh just just starting out that'd be uh that'd be yeah
0: something. yeah, <laughs> yeah in, a, in a series and yeah, yeah you just don't know i kind of wish they would there'd be some stakes in this game too but i don't think mm. they're gonna have any of that i mean basically they're setting it up and fancy to do meet and greets, autograph sessions. Yeah, I, I mean, that. it's great and it's going to be nationally televised. And I think it's a great idea. But yeah, I wonder as we go more of passing, we'll we'll kind of maybe reveal what kinds of players we're going to see. Because yeah, it seems like there'd be a very, a very, it'd be, people would be punching out of their weight class with yeah, some exa- of these. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so now, in,
1: in any event, it's very exciting. It's Like the breakout games will be on MLB Network, so I guess I'm gonna have to figure out between now and then how to get MLB Network back. So. Yeah. Cheers! It's like I'm that. going to Fubo, All
0: yeah, right. Fubo, here we come. Fubo, here
1: we come. Fubo at the Ford household. Fubo at the Ford household.
0: <laughs> uh so this week uh, we're doing uh, our next part of GM for a day, Steve. Yeah. Last week we did the we both picked two great teams, which was yeah. fucking very easy. I mean. I had yep. the Orioles. Who did you have? Uh, who did I
1: have? It was uh no, no, no. You're oh, Diamondbacks,
0: Diamondbacks. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. It was the Diamondbacks, and and it wasn't hard to get those teams ramped you know, up and ready. Ramped to up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, but this week we have our hands full. We have two teams <laughs> that I'm looking what you did, and you kind of you did a lot of work. And I, what I did with mine is I overhauled my team, which was <laughs> a lot of work had to
1: with your team. <laughs> yeah.
0: But we kind of went way outside the box here. I'm surprised nope. at the team you did, but, um, uh, it's GM for a day, Steve, yep. you are the GM of this specific team. Tell us the team yeah. and good luck. How are you going to get them to the postseason, Steve?
1: Well, well I picked, uh, uh, your favorite World Series favorite team for the past couple of years, that's the Chicago White Sox. Oh, you know, they're coming coming in fresh off a 101 loss season here. So they got a little bit of work to do. So the Chicago White Sox, they're now in, I would say, rebuild mode. They're probably calling it retool mode, but in any event, they need to make moves. Now, the moves I'm doing here uh, could get them on the cusp of the wild card and stuff. Uh, you know, hopefully, get them on on track to be World Series contenders, but it'll help get them back on the right track. Um, they've already kicked things off. You know, before I got to take over a GM, they kicked things off by trading reliever Aaron Bummer to the Braves for Michael Soroka, Jared Schuster, Nicky Lopez, uh, Braden uh, Shoemake, and uh, minor leaguer Riley Gowans. Uh that's a big move to start to get some quality pieces and only give up a reliever a reliever at that. You know, to bummer sucked last year so that was a, a nice uh nice move there by the uh the white Sox to kick things off then they made another trade with the braves acquiring a max stacy there who had basically been with the braves for a cup of coffee and then he was shipped out to uh mm. to chicago he will uh work the backstop provide a veteran presence behind the plate that they lost when uh Yasmani Grandall grandal elected free agency now going into my moves here i don't see dylan cease as part of the rotation next season i'm going to send him to cincinnati I'm going wow. to do a, a nice deal. Reds need pitching help. We're going to send to Cincinnati, and Reds have been dangling Jonathan India out. So we're going to take Jonathan India and some prospects. You know, Jonathan India is a major league ready player. Plug him into the infield, uh, can really get the job done. Maybe get some prospects in the the top fifteen range. Uh, you know, maybe more pitching help since they're giving up pitching here with Dylan Cease. Um, I'm going to see if I can uh, pedal Eloy Jimenez's uh, injured ass. Uh, it's going to be huh. easier, easier said than done because the guy is literally a liability. Uh, it might not be possible, but I'm, you know I'm going to give it a good try. <laughs> Ringing all all the phones here to see if anyone could take the guy that's one sneeze away from the uh, the uh, the injured list again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to make a huge splash with a big signing. Uh, it's going to be a lot of small signings, and it'll be uh, on the pitching staff with losing Dylan Cease. going to sign Johnny Cueto. Uh, guys familiar with the. Uh, you know, with 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 this, uh, you know, being part of, he was with the Royals, obviously in the AL Central. So he's familiar with the Yale Central there, and uh, a little reunion there with Johnny Cueto to one year deal, as well as I'm going to get David Robertson to help uh, bolster the bullpen. Uh, we're also going to get Marcus Stroman uh, on a one year contract. Uh, he played with the uh, the Cubs, so he knows uh, Chicago very well. So I'm going to help uh, sign him to uh, help with the rotation. Uh, it's really about it here. we am going to cobble a lineup together, kind of reset the payroll and continue to develop prospects uh, to get this team further along than what they did with their first rebuild here and hopefully get them back uh, into World Series contention and uh, back into the playoffs and back into the World Series. So uh, my final lineup here, uh, starting things out, I'm going to uh, lead things off with Andrew Benintendi in left. we got Andrew Vaughn batting second, playing first base. Got yeah, Luis Robert uh, Jr. there, center field, batting third. Oscar Colas, right field, batting fourth. Uh, Yon Mancada, gonna keep him around, third base, batting fifth. Eli Jimenez. Turns out, guys, after all that hard work, I could not hmm. trade Jimenez, so he's still on the team. <laughs> his, his, his injured self. No, no, no one wanted to uh, to pick up uh, his injured ass. So sorry, he's a uh, DH. Uh, and then uh, batting uh, seventh there, Jonathan India, at second base. Max Stacey will bat eighth and catch and then i have nikki lopez shortstop batting ninth on my bench i got paul de young at short uh Corey lee uh young up and comer uh catcher there gavin Sheets, utility uh zach Remillard, third base and then uh rami gonzalez uh a nice infield piece uh looking at the rotation gonna be definitely a little bit different here i got mike soroka michael kopech Tukey Toussaint and then my signings of Johnny Cueto and Marcus Stroman to round out the, uh, the rotation uh, and the bullpen here. I got Gregory Santos, still Garrett Crochet, uh, Luis Patino and Delby Garcia. And then, like I said, with my free agent signing of David Robertson, he's going to be my closer to uh, round out the pen. So that's my new look. Chicago White Sox, some familiar faces, but also a few, uh, uh, New, new people in there to help uh, bolster the team and hopefully make them a lot better and contend here in the uh, measly, uh, depressing AL Central.
0: I am surprised you got rid of Dylan Cease. You know what?
1: I got to strike while the iron's hot there with him. All right. If I (laughs) learn anything from Dylan Cease, he's streaky. All right. He can be really good top of the rotation for a bit, and then he can be really crappy. Uh, he finished out the year pretty well. You know, kind of a roller coaster of a year for him last year, but I got to I got I got to uh, I gotta, I gotta move him here while I still have a chance and try and uh, uh, bolster the uh, the prospect uh, mm-hmm. prospect group here for for Chicago. So he he's out.
0: Yeah, I, and also, you know, I, I think the Nikki Lopez. Is good as well because he's not going to be now. I, I think he plays for the Braves right now, right? So,
1: uh, he, th- he, got, he got he got traded, he was part of the uh, deal when we uh the Royals Mid-Sucks traded uh Aaron Bummer, so they got him from the Braves in the uh in the deal where they sent out Bummer,
0: okay? So he ends up having him, but not bad because yeah. you know that he's not going to be their permanent shortstop because you got Colson Montgomery on the way as a shortstop. So that's kind of smart throwing somebody out there who is a good placeholder until somebody like Colson Montgomery, their top prospect comes up. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I like it. I mean, I kind of, like I said, looking at your, I I like it. I think um, that makes them compete for sure. I mean, I I think Johnny Cueto has some left in the tank. Marcus Stroman, a short course, Mike Sirocco. I think him being away from the Braves is probably the best thing he could have right now. Agreed. And, you know, I just uh, the White Sox, they have good players coming up. Jacob Gonzalez, Jake Eater, yep. right, is going to be yep. on his way. He's a le- nice lefty uh, that's going to probably play with them this year. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, uh, yeah, for, for I mean, it, I could definitely see them competing with this lineup for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Who do you got, Mike? Well, oh, let me God. Tell you, Steve, oh, God. I was looking at a lot of teams. Yeah. I mean, there was the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the Guardians potentially, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the Brewers were, were good. So I was like, maybe the Cardinals. Maybe this is my chance to turn on the St. Louis Cardinals. But I thought, I thought no. that
1: was going to be your pick. But honestly, I thought you'd go with the Cardinals.
0: But I thought that'd be just too easy because they're only pitchers away from right. Compete- competing again. And then a small piece of me was saying, Michael, do it. Go for the Washington Nationals. God. And I was ready to go for those Washington Nationals, uh-huh. once led by Jamer Candelario and some of those guys that uh, maybe Dylan Cruz one day going to be leading them. And I said, no, 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 I need a real shit bag team. I need the <laughs> worst of the worst ones that basically the the taint stain on some underwear.
1: <laughs> the ones that are at the toilet paper that I use to wipe my ass.
0: Yes. <laughs> So we had to, I had to d- dive deep, and I I came up with a real shitbird. And this one was the Colorado Rockies.
1: <laughs> oh. Man. Uh, How are you gonna polish that turd, all right,
0: Steve? It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty, right? I mean, this is a team that was very bad last year. I mean, they were they were morbidly if you're saying morbidly obese they were beyond morbidly <laughs> obese in terms of being bad at something they were fifth in the nl west they nobody want everyone it was easy to play them I mean, you know the one thing they got going for them is they play in coors field which is an right. easy home run field so mm-hmm. sometimes uh, decent hitters can turn into great hitters right but aside from the oakland athletics which are soon to be the vegas athletics I really that didn't see challenge. Oops. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't even believe the Nationals picked up 71 wins. Right. So, I was like, well, let me go with the second worst team, which is the Colorado Rockies. Uh, well, technically the third worst team, but they they're 59 and 103. They lost over 100 games this year. <laughs> and just bad. I mean, led by a horrible rotation of Kyle Freeland, Cal Quantrill, Austin Gomber. I mean, it was just bad, man. Um Herman oh, Marquez, which I you know in my since I'm going to be taking over for them he basically her these guys are all trade bait.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean I I had to trade them away. Yeah. Um, Bill Sh- Bill Schmidt was their is their uh, senior vice president and g- general manager. Well, when I'm GM from day I'm firing Bill Schmidt. I'm kicking <laughs> him out and I say don't you ever come back to Colorado again. Um. He he just ruined the team with bad deals and just. I tried to look at their rotation, Steve, and I couldn't find a guy that was pitching under a four ERA. I mean, Mm -hmm. they all had in the fours and the fives and the six. I mean, uh, it it was just a real bad year for the Colorado Rockies. Not a lot to like, especially when you had Chris Bryant there. So I basically had to throw a stick of dynamite, close my eyes, and hope nobody was Uh, left when it was.
1: I gotta go. Why? Why did he sign with the Rockies? (laughs) Uh, uh, That's a whole separate
0: show. But well, your lips to God's ears, Steve. I. It was hard. Yeah. I, yeah. I I just, I I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, clearly it was money. Oh yeah. Uh, clearly it was money. It wasn't about winning. And I guess yep. when you already have won a world a series, world series. Yep. like yeah. he won with, and not He's just not any world chase, series. Man. Yeah. when you yeah, It's not just any world curse. series. Yeah. Yep. So good, good on him. But I think mm-hmm. after that, he thought felt, I want to just go for money at this point. And maybe mm-hmm. he wanted to live somewhere because Colorado is a really nice place to live. Beautiful. So maybe he looked at that as well. And, I was looking at their farm system. there's not a lot to like in their farm system. I'm not saying it's the worst in the world, but there's not. I mean, starting with their top prospect in the Dale Amador, Amador is he's kind of like a mid infielder guy. He's a guy that he has a sixty hit grade, but he can't has no power. And then you have guys Whoa. that have all power but no hit ability. Uh, I really like Chase Dollander. I think he's going to be their next ace, but let's hope he doesn't turn into Riley Pint. Remember when Riley mm-hmm. Pint got drafted? He got drafted, I believe, the same year that Matt Manning got drafted back in like 2016, 2017. Yeah. And he spent forever trying to work his way through the minor leagues. And he finally got to the majors. And they're like, Yeah, you're going to be in the pen because you're just not great enough to be a starter. Oh. right. And it was just, it was just bad, dude. So, I, what I did, I took this approach with throwing a stick of dynamite and hoping nobody's left because uh, the only pieces you can really take in this team are their bats. They have some quality bats that I I think that will be pretty decent. Right. I I think they're pretty decent uh, if they get a a legitimate shot. I mean, first off, I'm firing their manager. (laughs) I mean, that's right. I mean, I just, you look at the Colorado Rockies and They've went through some bad managers back in the day. I mean, they've had mm-hmm. Bud Black has been there Bud for a Black. while now, and I know he's very respected in baseball, but in my eyes, he's just gone. I would just be like, bye. I'd bring somebody where I'd try to see if Mike Socia wants to come back or, yeah. you know what I mean? Or maybe mm-hmm. if the um, Los Angeles Dodgers end up firing Dave Roberts, if he doesn't win, maybe signing Dave Roberts, just trying to get back on track and try to make, colorado a place people want to play right. baseball right and so right off the bat i'm just gonna start with my lineup now last year their top prospect who ended up playing for him and started very slow but turned it on at the end of the year which everybody had him on their fantasy team uh ezekiel tovar oh yeah we passed that guy around like a blunt yeah, yeah like I, 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 yeah yeah we passed him on like a bunt we smoked the shit out of it yep. And, and then at the end, tossed him aside. <laughs> right. I mean, you talk about a right-handed hitter who's, I hope he's not all glove, but there is, there was some hit ability there at the end of the year. He hit he ended the year with 15 home runs, 73 ribs, but that 253 average, it was a lot worse. Trust me. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Venezuela native, I, I see a lot of good in his game and I think he's going to be this guy who. If you can limit his strikeouts, I mean, 166 strikeouts was not a good way to start your rookie campaign. But I think coming into this year, you know, he played 152 games. A lot, he played a lot of baseball last year. But I think he's going to be uh, seasoned. And I, I really do believe Tovar. I've watched this guy play. Plays just he looks, he looks good. It's just he's so raw. So I have him leading off and he's going to play shortstop. And I think he's going to bounce back. I think he does have 20 home run potential power. I think he's going to up those ribs. You can get 80 to 90 for you and just bring up that average. I think that's what you want. And when he gets on the bases I mean, he can steal, he didn't have Mm -hmm. tons of steals last year, but we're talking about a guy that has the ability to steal bases. I think he only had like 15 or something last year, but, um, and then second for me, I'm going to go with Nolan Jones. Now, if you remember Nolan Jones, He's going to play DH on this team, and Nolan Jones. I don't mind Nolan Jones. I mean, Nolan Jones is a guy that actually ended the year very well. I mean, he ended the year with two night hitting two ninety seven with twenty with twenty home runs and sixty two ribs. We know he has twenty home run power. I mean, when they ended up getting him from the Cleveland Guardians, Mm -hmm. he was a young prospect. He was a young guy, but he only played one hundred and six games this year and this past year, and it was he was kind of injury prone for the most part, but. He turned it around and to finish the year like he did with 20 home runs, I think says a lot for him. So he's going to be in my two spot and he's going to be DH. Now he can kind of, you can plug and play him in a lot of different positions. I mean, he's mostly an outfielder. He has the ability to play infield, but he's mostly an outfielder. So keeping him between left and right is is fine. But in this, in my final lineup, it's going to be Tovar, then Jones, and then stick in with your big money guy. You're going to go Chris Bryant. Got to. Yeah. yeah. Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant's coming off a very bad year. He's barely fucking played last year and it showed. And when he did get in there, he just wasn't great, but, But there were like signs that he will, that he could provide. I mean, we all wish we could go back to those times back into the 2016 year where he was the MVP at 24 years old. I mean, the guy was just murdering the ball back then. And, you know, last year he didn't end it how he wanted, man. He, I mean, he only played in what 80 games, 233 average, ugly OPB of 313. Just wasn't that guy, man. He just wasn't that guy last year, but we're hoping this year he is going to be that guy. So I have him batting third playing right field. I think there's a lot of shit left in the tank. I mean, for guy, the guy's a big six foot five fucking outfielder who can hit the ball a mile when he's healthy. And he's only 29 years old. He's not even 30 years old yet. Steve. Jeez, wow. So this is, this is his chance for his legacy. What, what is when he is retired? What's his legacy going to be? Is it going to be the the couple years he had in Chicago or is he going to be a player that could make the hall of fame? Well, we're going to find out with the Colorado Rockies. So Chris Bryant is going to be, Batting third and play right field. Uh, fourth, I went. To, I decided to go sign Lords Guriel Jr. Ooh,
1: okay.
0: Now I don't know if Lords Guriel wants an over hundred million dollar contract. I would give it to him if he wants it. But I would have some opt-outs after the first year, maybe the second year, because I'm not 100% sold he's going to be that guy in the end. But Mm -hmm. I did like what he brought to the table last year. I think he's one of the top outfielders this year. He kind of has a T. Oscar Hernandez kind of to his game. There's a lot of George Springer to his game I like as well. He's going to be left field and bat fourth for this team. He's going to be in the cleanup spot. He's a guy that I think you can count on to get at least some Power, right i mean mm-hmm. y- if you're gonna bat in the fourth spot you want him to hit over 20 home runs and he has that potential i mean last year he hit 24 home runs i think he could even get 30 right he's just a good hitter like his brother yuri Uriel. and i think uh, lords will lords will come out and be that guy for the colorado rockies now batting fifth is ryan mcmahon i didn't try to reinvent the wheel here i mean it's ryan mcmahon and that's it i mean the guy ended the year Pretty decent for the most part. I think last year was a really testament because last year they were looking at, I mean, they got rid of Garrett Hampson. They got rid of some of these guys that were supposedly the future of their team. And Ryan McMahon was on the chopping block and he kind of came through from him. end of the year with two 23 home runs, 70 ribs. He only played in, well, only played, and he played in a lot of games, 151 games, but that average is just down there. He needs to get up more, but he has tw- over 20 home run power, and that's easy to say, obviously, because you're batting in cores, and his, and his home and away stats are quite different, so you cool. know that it's probably the field, but I still believe in him to bat fifth, and I still believe in him to be an everyday player, and he can play Third base, he play second base, and he, you know what I mean. He's he can play all yeah. over the field, but so I'm I'm not going to reinvent the wheel with him. I'm going to play him at third base, and he's going to bat fifth in my lineup. Bat six is their reigning all star is uh Elias Diaz. Um, I I liked what he did last year as their starting catcher. I mean, this guy is. Isn't getting any younger. He's 33 years old, but he finally made his all-star game. He was one of the one of the bright spots in their lineup last year. I thought he did very well. He had a better first half than he did second half. But you want a guy that knows how to work with pitchers and who has seen the worst of the worst. And Diaz has seen the worst of the worst being with the Colorado <laughs> Rockies. And I don't want to try to do anything different there. So I'm going to keep uh, Eli, uh, Eli- Elias Diaz as my catcher. Now, uh batting seventh is going to be Tim Anderson as Whoa. a free agent, okay. okay. I'm kind of waiting to see what team is going to pull the trigger on Tim Anderson. yeah, I think he just had a bad season. That's mm-hmm. all there is to it. He just had a bad season, and he was injured a lot last yeah. year. I think he rushed himself from his injury. I think he tried to come back, and when he came back, the White Sox were different, right? They're mm-hmm. not the team that they were before. I mean, they i <clears throat> I think it was a really bad clubhouse, and I don't know if it was his fault or. It seems like they had just a bad stigma in that mm-hmm. in that in that house, or in that uh, in that clubhouse, and I don't know if that was Tim Anderson's fault. I know he got into a fight with J uh, Ram last year. And loss, but I still think Tim Anderson is a quality player. I've watched this guy play ball for a while now, and he's not very old. He's like 30, he's almost thirty, or I think he is thirty years old, and he's still a quality player. I don't think we should send him out to see like they have with Gene Segura. You know, I mean, God, it's like why <laughs> didn't nobody sign that guy last year? Mm-hmm. So um, Tim Anderson, I'm going to have him at second base. I would love to have him at short, okay. but I think that would do a disservice to Ezekiel Tovar, especially if you're yeah. counting on Ezekiel Tovar to be your main guy, because I think Tovar is a future Gold Glove. So. Mm. Dim Anderson is going to start at second base. He's going to be a free agent signing. He's going to be in uh, batting seventh. Batting eighth is some power. Michael Toglia. Now, Michael Toglia. Uh, yeah, get it, Michael. I mean, I remember Michael Toglia when he got drafted, and I thought that was a classic Colorado Rockies move just because he sounded like a Colorado's Rockies guy. He kind of is in the mold of somebody, uh, you know what I mean? So he's from uh, UCLA, Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a guy that's kind of out West. He, he reminds me of the guy, but he's always been a big hitter, always been a big hitter. When he came up with the Rockies last year, he was dreadful. You know, 187 average, six home runs. He just wasn't very good at all. But I think he's a switch hitter, which really helps him. And you could put him all over the lineup. And if right. he finds, if he taps into his power a little bit more, I think you could see him batting fourth, fifth. Right now, he's going to bat at the end of my lineup until he, he kind of finds that stick again. But I like what he can bring. Big six-foot-five guy, big first baseman. I like big first baseman. And I think this guy, I mean, when they drafted him in the first round back in, Jesus, 2019, I think at that time, he, people thought he would rush through it like Ender Vaughn. it's like, no, no, no. Michael Toglia is going to need a little bit more, a little bit more uh, nurturing, you know, coming from UCLA. The is a little bit different at West Coast, but uh, I think he's going to have a breakout year. So Michael Toglia is um, number eight and rounding it off in my <laughs> Colorado Rockies lineup. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel h- here either. Sure. This guy is going to retire, probably have his number retired yeah. in the ro- Cougars field, and that's Charlie Blackman. Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. center field. I was going to put him DH because I don't think he can really play center field anymore, but I didn't trust Lawrence Guriel, and I didn't trust Chris Bryant to play center field. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Agreed. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, but the the bench players can play center field, who I'm going to announce here in a minute. But Charlie Blackman, not coming off a great year, but he's a guy that in the end is going to be like I said, he's going to be uh, one of the Rockies' greats, and I, I think oh, yeah. uh, all-time great, an all-time Rocky, and I think he finishes his career there. The thing is, you're going to bat him at the end of the lineup. You might bat him at the beginning of the lineup, but it doesn't matter. I think one of the guys, one of these prospects, are going to overtake him within the, the year or two. So, for the, this is his kind of last swan song for the Rockies. Uh, for the bench, I'm keeping Brendan Rogers. Now, a lot of people are like, "Why isn't he starting?" It's like, well. I think I want somebody who I know can hit every day. And that's Tim Anderson and Ezekiel Tovar. Brendan Rodgers is on his last legs. He's like Ryan McMahon. You just don't know if he's going to stay with this team anymore. You don't know if he's going to go out like Hampson or some of these other duds that never worked out um, in being a Colorado Rocky. Brendan Rodgers has a chance to become a great player, but he has to be able to hit. He has to learn to hit. Um, he needs to f- tap into that that comparison that he had of – of um but Dansby Swanson, a lot of Dansby Swanson comparisons to him, he needs to find that. If he doesn't, he's gone. But in the meantime, he I didn't trade him. I kept him on my bench. Um, I did one trade here. I did uh, Jiwon Bay, and I love Ooh. that guy. The guy is so fast for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He is so fast in the bases. He can play infield, usually second base, and he can play outfield, center field. So when, the, when they don't want to start Charlie Blackman, they'll start this guy out in center field. Uh, this is a guy that you're going to be pinch hitting a lot, uh like pinch running for mm-hmm. so you're gonna be like okay someone's uh say toglia gets on base right a- in the ninth and they need somebody fast in the bases in comes jiam <laughs> Bay you know because he can <laughs> he can work his way around the bases and then Steve I'm gonna take a shot because I haven't I don't I haven't gave up on him yet is Kyle Lewis um wow yeah okay. uh, where was the, the the Kyle Lewis from 2020 from the covid yeah. year.
1: Yeah, where's that where's that rookie of the year uh guy right there potential uh superstar.
0: Yeah, we don't which yeah. I just we don't know what happened to him man, yeah. but I think he finds new life uh with Colorado Rockies. It's a low risk high reward potential mm-hmm. here. Lot of uh not a lot of risk for him either. Uh, kind of gets out of the spotlight a little bit, and he has a way to work yeah, his yeah. W- way up in the everyday lineup. This lineup is made for players on the bench to become everyday players. They right. just need to work for it. And then I'm rounding out my bench with Al uh, Alheris Montero, a good first base, third base, uh, first base, third base combo. There, um, they just uh, a good guy to have. And then Drew Romo, who is yeah. their one of their top prospects, uh, catcher, one of their top pros- uh, catcher prospects. So um, I think he'll end up taking over for Diaz when Diaz retires or if mm-hmm. Diaz moves on. But for right now, or uh, Diaz could be trade bait, depending on how he is during the year. But I'm hoping to make the playoffs with this team. So um, Jerome would be that guy to uh, kind of to fill in when Diaz is out. So final rotation. Steve, I had to knock it all down. That's there was one say, guy I'm
1: I, looking at this. I'm like,
0: OK, I, I had to knock it all down. I only kept Kyle Freeland just because. I think he had the most, I I have seen him pitch a lot through Mm -hmm. his career and in his short career. And I still at 30 years old, I still think there's something there. Mm -hmm. And I just, where is it? You know, as a lefty, you hope that he's, you know, going to be like a Blake Snell Mm kind of guy, but I'm still waiting for that guy to show up. (laughs) Uh, But, but he has something I like, and he'll be the back end starter. He won't, Mm -hmm. he won't be the ace. Um, I went to free agency, and I just started having a field day with signings. I had to basically oh, cool. buy my fucking rotation because everybody was so bad. I moved Cal Quantrill <laughs> to the pen. I moved Um, Victor Vodnik is staying in the pen as okay. well. Riley Pint is staying in the pen. I re-signed Brent, Brent Suter. Okay. he's going to stay because he had, he was the only one that had an under four ERA and he pitched the best for him. And Justin Lawrence had closing responsibilities. Cause remember Daniel Bard had like some anxiety thing last year. Oh, yeah. So Justin Lawrence took over and he did really well, but I'm going to have Justin Lawrence be my setup guy. Okay. And then I'm still going to put Daniel Bard as my closer, um, my final rotation. I'm going to, I'm going to sign Brandon Woodruff. I think wow. it was so dumb for the Brewers to let him go. Um, totally stupid. I just yeah. didn't make any sense. This guy's a front end guy. Potential Cy Young candidate, so mm-hmm. he's going to be my ace. Uh, I'm going to kick the tires on Lucas Giolito. Okay. I think when he went, when when Chicago got rid of him, I think that might have been a wake-up call for him. And I mm-hmm. think we might see a resurgence in his career, but I could be completely wrong with that. But he's not getting any younger. And I think a team that's out of the spotlight like the Rockies might do him good. Um, if... I have Julio Urias on this team. He's like my Trent Bauer kind of pick. You don't oh, yeah. know if What's he's going to play or not. Right. Um. It, I think it got thrown out of court. I'm not sure if it did, but there's people saying Julio Urias will play ball again, which, trust me, I don't agree with what he did. But at the same time, nothing's been said yet. So right. I still like him as my one of my starting rotation guys. Right. So I have Julio Urias and then Domingo Herman for uh, another free agent. Who comes from the Yankees? So Brandon Good Woodruff, game. Lucas Giolito, Julio Urias, Domingo Herman, and then I'm keeping Kyle Freeland. Yeah,
1: yeah, I like that rotation. Man, yeah, he really, they do a complete overhaul on this fucking team.
0: Yeah, it was really hard, man. The their former GM sucked ass, so I had to get rid of him. It's like you stripping know, a down the...
1: car down to just the uh, just the body there and uh, starting it from scratch.
0: Yeah, I, you really had to. I think you know they had people in there like Brenton Doyle. And, you know, I traded him to get part of the G1 Bay deal. Mm -hmm. I'm going to trade him. Maybe trade Hunter Goodman as well. If not, Mm -hmm. put him back down in the minors. Zach Veen is going to come up in a year or so, Mm -hmm. but he needs some more time in the minors. Chase Dollander, another top, you know, from Tennessee. You know, those guys are coming down the pike. But right now, I think this team could be good enough if if the chemistry is there to lead him to the next play, next level.
1: Okay.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah, that was hard, man. They were a real no, shit bird team. But, right oh, there, man, man i tell you. Yeah. Woo! Yeah,
1: absolutely. Man. Well, we shall uh, we shall see. I love doing these GMs for a day. thing. I do, too. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Whew. Shall we uh, head on over to Collection Corner? Let's do it. All right. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. So up for me this week is uh, Larry Doby. He's up $13.28, or an 88.59% increase to a market value of $28.27. Up cards include his 1957 tops, number 85, and his 1954 tops, number 70. Now down for me this week is Max Stacy. He's down a whopping 58 cents, or 30.65% decrease to a market value of... One dollar and thirty-one cents. Get him; he's hot right now, guys. All right, yeah. All right. get him cheap. Uh, down cards includes two thousand twenty-three tops heritage number one fifteen and his two thousand nineteen Tops series two number once or sorry number
0: three sixty-three. Nice. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Mike Ustremsky. Yeah, Ustremsky, right. yeah, he's up five dollars and fifty-three cents. It's a two ninety-four point one five percent increase market price right now. Sits around seven forty-one, which he floats between three dollars and eight dollars. Mm-hmm. most of the time so this is about the same same this is about the price you'll expect for him right. uh, his 23 tops golden mirror image number 98 his 2019 tops chrome update number 49 and his 22 dunrus optic freedom number 115 down this week is craig biggio yeah, the great Craig Biggio from the Houston Astros down $93.34. It's wow. an 89.93% increase or decrease. Market price right now sits so around $10.45. Makes sense being Craig Biggio. Yeah. Is 96 <laughs> Fleer Metal Universe number 175. I have that card. I love that card. Okay. Uh is 89 Top Tricky card, another good card that's part of the Junk Wax I era. Yep. Yeah, good card number 49 and is 94 score number 48 are all down.
1: All right. Well, shall we uh, get the candles out and celebrate a birthday? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. It's a happy heavenly birthday to Cleveland Indians. Well, now Cleveland Guardians. Great Larry Doby, who was born on December the thirteenth, nineteen twenty-three. uh He has a career batting average of two eighty-eight, two hundred seventy-three home runs, one thousand ninety-nine RBIs. Ooh, so close to eleven hundred. Um, and he, uh, Started his uh, career there in the Negro leagues uh, with the New York Newark Eagles, and then obviously joined the Cleveland Indians just uh, a couple of months after Jackie Robinson broke the uh, color barrier. Played with Cleveland, and then he went to Chicago, back to Cleveland, went to Detroit, and then to Chicago one more time. Uh-huh. Uh, he uh, uh, closed things out within the N- Nippon Professional Baseball League uh, with the. Ch- Chunichi Dragons in 1962. He was also a manager for the Chicago White Sox uh, in 1978. He was a uh, Negro League All-Star in 1946. A seven-time All-Star. Uh, Negro League World Series Champion in 1946. World Series Champion with Cleveland in forty Two-time AL home run leader. AL RBI leader in 1954. Uh, his number 14 is retired by Cleveland. And he's part of the Cleveland uh, Guardians Hall of Fame. He was inducted uh, in 1998 to the Hall of Fame via the Veterans Committee. Cool. A little trivia about Larry Doby. Although Jackie Robinson was the first player to break the color barrier, Larry Doby along with Satchel Page were actually the first African Americans to win a World Series when Cleveland won the World Series in 1948.
0: Yeah, I believe Larry Doby was the first uh,
1: American League.
0: Yeah, first yeah. American League black yep. player. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Happy heavenly birthday to Larry Doby. Happy
0: birthday. Well, that's a yeah. fucking show. Whew.
1: It's a jam-packed show, man.
0: That's a jam-packed show. Yeah, a lot going yep. on right now, and mm-hmm. obviously more. I mean, since Otani signed, it's just a free fall now. Yep. With... It'll,
1: it'll start dominoes. It'll start falling here. I'm. Guessing.
0: Of course, after a show, that's what's going to happen. We're going to. Well, yeah, Cody. we're going to get a
1: bunch of Blake Snell is going to go sign somewhere or something yep. after uh, once you're done editing and publishing the
0: show. Yep, should <laughs> be seeing that Cody Bellinger signing yeah, exactly. anytime, <laughs> anytime now. <time> now. <laughs>
1: Uh, It's it's just how how we roll here.
0: Absolutely. Uh, In the meantime, be a friend, tell a friend. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it every week. But in the meantime, uh, keep preparing for the holidays. And uh, we have, what, one more show before we take our two-week break?
1: One more show, yeah. We'll do a show uh, here next week, and I think we'll take a couple weeks off for Christmas and New Year. And then be back uh, in 2024.
0: Oh, yeah. But, Yeah. uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you guys next week. But in the meantime, we will catch you guys all
1: next week. Deuces.